If you're keeping track, yes, it's March and it is still snowing here in Utah. Welcome to Last Chair, the Ski Utah podcast. I'm your host, Tom Kelly. And a thank you to Utah's own Pixie and the Partygrass Boys for kicking things off. Let's send a shout out to our sponsor, High West, Utah's first legal distillery since 1870. High West is passionate about crafting delicious and distinctive whiskeys and helping people appreciate whiskey all in the context of our home right here in the American West. When you're in town, visit one of High West's locations in Park City and nearby Wanship. And a big welcome to our episode sponsors, including the Hyatt-centric Park City, a true ski-in, ski-out resort located in Canyons Resort Village next to the Sunrise Lift. And a welcome to Powder Mountain, the most uncrowded area in the state with daily ticket limits and new breakfast and opera at Bower Lodge at the bottom of Powder Mountain Road. Yes, there has been a lot of snow this winter. And all of us owe some thanks to the snowplow crews who help keep the roads open to the resorts. In this episode of Last Chair, we had an inside opportunity to learn more about the Utah Department of Transportation's Cottonwood Canyon plow crews. Here's a factoid for you. Did you know that the stretch of State Route 210 heading up Little Cottonwood Canyon is one of the most avalanche-prone roads in the world? We first had a conversation with Area Supervisor Jake Brown, who oversees the UDOT Cottonwood Canyon crews, sitting down in the plowshed amidst an entire fleet of huge 35-ton max snowplows and blades. Then we joined veteran driver and station supervisor Sean Wright for a journey all the way up to Solitude and Brighton and back as he did a little pre-dawn plow run up Big Cottonwood Canyon. It's fun to look at the equipment and talk about their jobs, but you also gain some real respect at what they do for us as skiers and riders. So next time that you're heading up the Cottonwoods, give the plows some space and watch where you park along the roadway so you can help them to do their job. Now let's join Area Supervisor Jake Brown at the UDOT Cottonwoods Plow Shed as Ski Utah's Last Chair podcast learns about the plow teams that help us get to the resorts on time. Welcome to Last Chair. We are in probably one of the coolest places you can be outside of being at the ski resorts. And we're in the Utah Department of Transportation's Cottonwoods Maintenance Shed down here, just outside of the big Cottonwood Canyon. With us today, Jake Brown and Jake, welcome. Thanks for joining us on Last Chair. It's good to be here. You guys have been busy this year. Real busy. Good start to the snow year. It's a great start. I know that for us as skiers, we really love it. Boy, this puts a lot of work on you and your team. It does. Every year it seems to get busier and busier and, and we have to get more creative and understanding of what we're dealing with. So yeah, every year brings a good challenge. You know, I, I have to start out though and say on behalf of all of us as skiers and riders, all of the listeners of the Last Chair podcast, we want to thank you and what your team does because we wouldn't be able to do what we do up in the Cottonwoods if it weren't for the folks on your team and the plows that you've got to keep the, keep the road open and keep it safe for us. Yeah, thank you. The The boys and girls at the Cottonwood Shed, they work really hard. They work tirelessly, long hours, and they understand that a lot of people want to get up there and ski, and they understand that, and they do their best to make sure the road's open. Well, later on in the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about what the skiers and riders can do in return to help your team and help them with, with their work. Tell us a little bit about your role and responsibility yourself and also those of your teammates here at the Cottonwoods. Okay, I'm the I'm the South District Area Supervisor, and I have a foreman named Sean Wright, and he is the Cottonwood Canyon Supervisor. 
And our role is to basically orchestrate and schedule the plows up and down the canyon and also take care of the freeway and all the roads leading to the canyons, basically all the state routes. So our responsibility is to make sure that we have enough people for the heavy equipment and the plows and to make sure that we have enough salt and and make sure that everybody's up and and going and need where they need to be and and take on the storm. So we become a weatherman and a kind of a jack-of-all-trades. How many people are on the team here at Cottonwoods? There is 10 people here that are on the team, and then we have some on-call drivers that we use, but they are actively working every storm. We've got right now in the shed, we've got over a half a dozen huge Mack plow trucks. How many do you have working out of this space? There is 10 trucks that work out of this, and then we have two graders, two blowers, two snowcats, and then several other pieces of little equipment that we use to keep the canyon running. Now, your responsibility is essentially Cottonwoods and some of the adjoining freeways. Parley's Canyon, is that a separate crew? Yes, that's all a separate crew. That'd be a really busy shed if we had Parley's Canyon. No, it's a separate shed, and, and they have their own operation. So how did you get into this? this I, I think a lot of us would look and say, hey, this is really a pretty cool job. But how did you uh, land here? Well, one day, 22 years ago, I saw an, a newspaper article, that's how old I am, applied for a job that said, come plow the new I-15, and I started my career in UDOT. And about seven years ago, the foreman of the Cottonwood Canyons decided to retire, and they were looking for a new person to fill that role. And I was told on a Friday that I was that person that was going to fill that role and report to Cottonwood Canyons on Sunday. My first day here was a storm. And I got baptized by fire on what that would be like in the Cottonwood Canyons and, and never looked back. I've enjoyed every minute of it and been involved in all sorts of activities in the Cottonwoods and, and tried to make it a safer and fun place to be. We're going to dive into the Cottonwoods in a minute, but you spent a lot of years then working on the Interstate Highway, which is quite a different situation than the Cottonwoods. But tell us a little bit about that, keeping I-15 and I-80 open. Yeah, you work with traffic and safety, keeping I-15 open and understanding how traffic flows and works. I've actually brought that experience to the Cottonwood. As you've seen over the last five to six years, you've noticed islands and high T intersections and different things like that. And we're able to bring that from downtown and put it up into the Cottonwoods and, and help traffic flow a little better. So I take pride in what we've done down in the valley and learned and brought it up to the Cottonwoods where people said, you can't do that. This is, a, this is a canyon road. You can't put an island here. And uh, we, had to, we had to prove them wrong, and we did. And we've tried to make it function better for the, for the higher tra traffic output. For those listeners who maybe aren't from Utah and aren't familiar with some of the details of that, can you explain a little bit more about why that made such a difference? Well, we had a canyon road, and we have a great resorts, and we have the greatest snow on earth. And a lot of people like to come to Utah for that reason. And as besides minor changes, we really haven't done anything to the road in the last 10 to 20 years. And so we were getting higher traffic volumes, more people wanted to come ski. The resorts were getting more people that wanted to ski their terrain. And so we had to change with it. We had to adapt some of our ways we did things, way we plowed, some of the traffic safety devices, different things such as islands, high T intersections. We had to install them to make sure that people could flow out of the canyon and people didn't get stuck in traffic because we do have such a high avalanche area in, in, the, in the Cottonwoods. Let's talk about that a little bit. And I've, I've heard some of the statistics with Little Cottonwood Canyon 
but give us a sense of the avalanche danger in little and in big. I, I don't think people really have enough appreciation for how dangerous these roads really are. Yes, there is 62 slide paths that can hit the road at any time up in, little in, Co- little in Little Cottonwood Canyon. And we've seen a lot of those run. I was actually buried in an avalanche with our communications, Bree. She was buried in, and myself were buried in our pickup truck at seven turns. And that's a famous lookout where people pull off and take pictures of the valley. But we were up there and we were fueling a snowcat, getting ready for avalanche control work that morning. And an avalanche came down and buried our truck completely. So at any time you can be hit by an avalanche, but it's hard to see. When you are driving up the canyon, you're like, where's the avalanche danger? I look up the hill, I can't see anything. And and you have to really kind of look. So next time you're up on the tram or you're up in Alta, look at the canyon down canyon. Look how steep that is. Look where all the starting zones are. Way up high, 10,000 feet. And snow, those are very steep and, and cause a real danger to the road. So our goal as UDOT, working closely with the avalanche crew, is to keep the road moving. We don't want people stopping in avalanche zones. We want the road to, the cars to keep moving and keep going. And so that's that's what our goal is, to keep people moving at all times. I know that in Little Cottonwood, you have those situations. You have those as well in Big Cottonwood, maybe not quite to that degree, but what, what are the scenarios you face in Big Cottonwood? Big Cottonwood Canyon, we deal with more of what we call sloughs. You know, small little avalanches come off the road. They can take up to a lane, to a half a lane and about five, 10 feet deep, enough to stop the road, enough to stop a car. We do have some bigger slide paths in Big Cottonwood Canyon, and those are monitored by an avalanche crew. Those haven't gone for several years. It gone down and hit the road, but if they do, they will block the road in a major fashion. They are big slide areas and can go very big. As skiers, we're accustomed to getting avalanche reports from Utah Avalanche Center, which does a magnificent job at informing skiers and snowboarders what they can expect up at high elevations. What do you rely on for that kind of knowledge when you're sending your plows out at four in the morning? We have a, our own UDOT avalanche crew that just their sole purpose is the safety of the road. So they'll work really closely with my foreman, Sean Wright, that's over the Cottonwood Canyons. And they'll work with him and give him warnings. They'll put out an avalanche warning. All snowplow drivers have to wear transceiver beacons and and be ready to and they have a specialized backpacks that they can dig themselves out of an avalanche if they need and they've been trained to use those and we rely on them heavily to kind of watch our backs but when it starts getting dicey they start shutting us down but we work closely with them to keep the road going and open while they're doing their control work so we work in unison really well with them so as they're doing control work on the road we're plowing moving snow pushing it blowing snow and getting ready for the road to open. So as soon as they're done with their avalanche control work and we have all the slides cleaned up, we're ready to go. So you can you can get up on that first chair and enjoy the mountain. I know, I'm going to ask you about a typical day, and I know there is no such thing as a typical day, but give us a little bit of a sense of with, with, a, with a big overnight snowfall, let's say it starts snowing at four or five o'clock the evening before, you're going to get another foot, two, three feet overnight. What's kind of the routine that you'll go through in the cottonwoods, and what time do you, in a scenario like that, might you deploy your plow equipment? Okay, so we'll stop plowing the canyon around eight or, eight or nine o'clock at night, depending on personnel. And then we will leave the canyon overnight. And then we'll have a crew right in at four o'clock in the morning. And we'll have two pickup trucks, one pickup going up each canyon. And they'll get to the equipment, the grader and the blower. And the grader and blower will start working from the top down. Start working around and start moving the snow. 
Then by then, the plows are heading up the canyon to make their first run. So right around about 4.15, 4.20, the plows will enter the mouth of the canyon and start making their first plow up. Pretty amazing to see. They will have the front plow deployed with also two wings and heading up the canyon and pushing back as much as they can to get the road open. So they have a big responsibility to get all the way to the top of the mountain. And sometimes it's not always even easy. When, even when you drive a snow plow, sometimes you do get stuck. Sometimes you do spin out. Sometimes you do get in trouble and slide off the road. So they are up against a lot when they head up the mountain. Sometimes it's, uh, is the road over here? Or is the road over here? A funny experience, we were driving up the road one day, I was getting the equipment guys up to their uh, equipment, and uh, I had gone off the road several times in my pickup truck trying to know where the road is, and they sit, the plow driver got on the radio and he says, I'm going to follow your tracks, boss. And I said, don't follow mine, I went off the road like three times. He goes, I know, I found out. So, I mean, they deal with that type of situation, zero visibility, heavy snows, and uh, an avalanche danger. So they're, they're out at 4 a.m. making their first run up the canyon, and they'll continue to make runs as, as many as they can until 8 o'clock at night. I want to go back to that pickup truck that goes up first. So you actually put a grader and a blower up at the top of the canyon. But that pickup truck is going, there's been no plowing. <laughs> is there a plow blade on the pickup? Nope. That's probably the funnest ride you could ever have. You go up there, you... You got to pin it to win it, and uh, these are big pickup trucks with lifts and bumpers on them, and they're designed to be up there. And uh, sometimes you got the pedal to the metal, and you don't slow down, and you just get up there. And it it takes a lot to get up there sometimes. And so that's the wild ride right there. That's the that's the fun part trying to get up in the canyon in the morning to get to the equipment. That sounds like an amazing adventure. So I'm looking out at these Mack trucks, and give us the specs on these these babies. These these are big, big trucks. Yeah, they're big trucks. They have uh, 12 foot wide blades on the front, with 10 and a half to 11 feet plows on the side wing play wing blades. They can carry anywhere from depending on the axles. They can carry anywhere from eight yards of salt to 12 yards to 14 yards, depending on the th size of sander. We like to put about 250 pounds per lane mile of salt down on the roadway to get people going. Tell me a little bit about what the salt does. I, I know all of us see it. We see the truck spreading it, but give us a sense of what the salt does. And also, I know you use a brine solution as well. What are the differences between those and how do they help with preparation of the roadway? So we use salt and a lot of people that think salt melts the snow and that is, that is not accurate. That snow or salt lowers the freezing temperature of the road, which allows the snow to melt. And so we'll put the salt down, which changes the road temperature, it takes a little bit. The road will actually get colder before it gets warmer. So we'll we'll kind of deal with that at very first. And then as the salt begins to work, traffic is our friend. We use a salt from that's been mined out of Redmond, Utah. And so it's got bigger salt crystals and, and different things like that. And those, it's a longer lasting salt. So we'll grind down and give traction, but also last a lot longer on the road and cut through some of that tough ice. You know, I hadn't really thought of this before, but we were talking about it before the interview about how that pressure of traffic coming over, pushing that salt down to the roadway, how vital that is. Yeah, traffic is your friend. A lot of people think that we should just shut down the road and, and plow the road and then let it traffic have it. And we'll, we would never get the road clean that way. So what we have to do is we have to use a combination of a salt and then brine. Brine is a, a concentrated salt water that we spray on the road. And with the spray system can cut through ice pack and get salt going underneath the ice pack, underneath the road and get it going. It also activates the salt. So on a real 
These last couple storms were really dry. Not a lot of moisture in the snow, really light density snow. And so salt needs moisture to work. And if there's not a lot of moisture in the snow, then we can activate it by using the brine and give us a head start on getting the salt activated before it hits the road. It's really fascinating. I know that as skiers, we really appreciate the greatest snow on earth. It is light. There is pretty low water content. So that makes it a little bit more challenging for you. Yes, uh, colder storms make it a lot more challenging the the snow off the road. We try to do about, I would say about 80, 85% mechanically, you get the snow off the road and the rest is done by with chemical, with salt and brine solution. Let's go back to the trucks and the plow configuration. So you had about, I think it's about a 12 foot blade as the primary in front of the trucks. But when you put the wings on it and you do you use the wing attachments then in Big and Little Cottonwood and how much width does that give you? All the time. And you can basically plow from white line to white line on either side when there's no traffic. So you can come up with a plow and and clear the road all the way, all the way up to white line to white line. In in a typical scenario on a winter morning, would you have traffic stopped in the canyon when you're plowing up big and little? No, we would not stop traffic for operation. So usually traffic's pretty low at four o'clock in the morning. Not too many people are on the road, but we do have employees and different things. But we usually can deploy two wings, but then those wings will rapidly come up if we see traffic coming downhill. You have a good communication system, I know, with the ski areas, so, so they can also get the message out. But is, is, is that communication pretty vital, too, to get the information out to those traveling the roads? If you would have told me five to six years ago, and you would have told my foreman, Sean Wright, that social media and communication would help you plow the road, I'd laugh at you. I would laugh at you. But I think good communications, good comms with the resorts and with the with our fellow skiers and through our Cottonwood Canyons communication team, we have been able to educate people of what the road looks like, how it looks, what you're going to expect when you get there. And I think we have better prepared drivers because of it. So I think it's been a great help and a great communication. Working with the resorts is vital and being successful on the roadway. And they really help out a lot. And they pitch in and support us and and do the things. And with those relationships, we're able to get the road open sooner, faster, and we're able to get people down quicker because there's so much communication going on behind the scenes. Back to the equipment. One of the uh, interesting pieces of equipment that I was looking at before the podcast was you have a a trailer blade. I, I, you have to give me the technical term that you could pull behind your trucks. Tell us about that and what advantage that gives you. So that's a tow plow. So you basically get one guy that can drive two plows. So the truck has a plow on the front of it and then that trailer jackknifes on the back of it. So it jackknifes on the back and then it can cover basically two lanes. And so, and that carries its own salt also. So we use those on the freeways, but we can use those on any secondary routes, your state streets, your Redwood Roads, your Mountain Views, your Bangaders, and your I-15s, your 215s. We use them all around there and they, they give us an extra advantage and, and we don't have to worry about another truck. We can just use that truck. So on, I, on I-215, when you're heading up to the canyons and a tow plow's in the number one lane, and you have a plow truck following it, we can wipe it wipe it clean. And that way you can get up to the resorts quicker. So UDOT has seen the value in that, and we're going to more to, towards that. You will probably not see it up in the canyon, even though we'd like to take it up the canyon once or twice to see how it'll do. But it's Cottonwood Canyons is probably not a place for the tow plow to be unless it's closed and no one's on the road. <laughs> 
Uh, it's it's just a really fascinating device. I'm going to be looking for that out on the highway. By the way, I think all of us love those Darth Vader glow sticks you've got on the edges of plows. Yeah, the green sticks are to give people a warning of the wings sticking out there. A couple years ago, we had a, a plow driver on Highway 6 that was plowing and a semi hit his wing and sent him over the guardrail, almost killed him. And so we've tried to bring attention to, to our wings to let people know that they're sticking out there. They're bright to stay away from them. They know where they are so they don't run into them and, and send us flying off onto the side of the mountain. We've talked a lot about equipment. Let's talk about the personnel. You have a great team of people, and I would imagine that uh, pretty veteran plow drivers are on this team that does the cottonwoods. What's kind of the makeup of the people behind the plows? Young, we're getting a lot of turnover, but we've hired a lot of the younger generation, and they're stepping up. And each year, they they fulfill a different role. They get used to plowing in the canyon, and they take on different roles every year. And so we have guys that have worked here five to six years, you know, in experience. And then my my foreman over the Cottonwood, he's worked here for twenty five years. I mean, I I give him a, I I always kind of joke around that he used to plow on his baby walker up here. He's made out of UDOT spare parts. And when he, you know, runs out, we just go grab another spare part and put it on him. But he's been up here the most and has the knowledge. And we try to share that knowledge and train new plow drivers and, and try to get them baptized into the cottonwoods and, and have plenty of experience. But every driver here can plow the canyon and plow it effectively. And this is not a regular job, like I'm going to go to work from 8 to 5 today. They're pretty much on call, I would imagine, based on what the weather's doing. If it's snowing, that's the beautiful thing about cottonwoods. You could be downstairs, you could be down in the valley mowing your grass, and it could be snowing up in the cottonwoods. So you learn to be a weatherman, and we have a, we have a, a saying we say, sleep fast. So you, get, you go to bed, and then you sleep fast, and then you're back here at 4 o'clock in the morning ready to go. And they're, they're a dedicated group of employees. They take pride in what they ha- do, and they take pride in how they do it. And they work really hard to make sure that you can get up the canyon in the morning. And the, th- and the thing is, is I can only think of maybe two of them that actually ski. The rest of them don't ski. They don't, they don't have anything to do with skiing or the mountains or the cottonwoods or and never been up to Snowbird or Brighton until they drove past it and put a sign up or something. So that's the type of person that's out plowing the road is not just your general skier or someone that's fascinated with the mountains. It's someone that's come just the valley and wanted to a challenge and, and has stepped up to a challenge to do that. One last thing before we take a quick break and then we'll be back, but I'm going to head out with Sean here and we're going to go out and do a, do a drive with, with a big snowstorm coming in. Tell us what I can expect and what should I be looking for when I'm up there in the cottonwood? As, you're, as a plow driver, you have to kind of watch out. Yeah, as like I said, you have a 12-foot blade in front of you. You have a wing that sticks on the side of you out about 10 feet. And then you're going up a narrow canyon. So you have to watch out for people that lose, don't have the proper tires or the proper traction devices on that may slow you down, spin out in front of you. You have to watch out for the occasional bike that's trying to make it up the canyon to go ski. You have to watch out for many different obstacles in the road. And then you have to watch out your visibility, whether it's snowing hard and 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 watch out for that. But then you I have to be ready, ready for anything, really. So you have to live your life with your head on a swivel and, and watch out for parked cars. That's one of the biggest thing is make sure you find the white line and park to the right of it, not the left of it, the right of it. And take a shovel with you. Make sure you find that white line. Make sure you're good and parked off the side of the road and so those plow drivers can keep the road clear. 
Well, I'm excited about the trip. I'm going to head up into the truck right now. It is snowing outside. We're going to take a trip up the Cottonwoods and plow some snow. Jake, we're going to be back when we come back to the shed and talk a little bit more about how skiers and riders can help your guys up there in the Cottonwoods. Before we get going, we do a walk around on the truck, make sure all the trucks, or make sure the truck has got the fluids topped off in it, nothing's low. Uh, make sure there's no visible damage or nothing missing. And then we, uh, we're ready to go, get loaded up with salt, and then we're heading up the canyon. So the truck we got are uh, just a Mack truck, they're built for snow, they've got a head plow, um, a wing, uh, right wing, some of them have got double wings, and we've got a spreader in the back to spread the salt out on the highway. Okay, let's go. It's dark before dawn at the Udon Cottonwoods Plowshed down in the valley. It's been snowing overnight. We climbed up into the cab of a huge Mack plow truck for a ride up Big Cottonwood Canyon with Supervisor Sean Wright, one of the veteran plow drivers in the canyons. I get three different weather reports and I kind of mold them all together. So the main one I go off of is the TOC. It's the traffic operations, that's the UDOT traffic operations. I get one for a weather report from Alta and then I get a report from Big. Yeah, and I mean, I, you kind of know, like it was really warm yesterday, so I kind of expected not to get much snow in the valley, just kind of more mountain snow. It's a Sunday morning on a holiday weekend. The plow team is out early, hoping to have clean roadways before skiers start heading up Big Cottonwood. Yep, traffic is fairly light right now. I'm sure it'll pick up a little bit once uh, we kind of go through the morning. Yeah, so we we start our, our crews at 4 a.m. They start plowing. One of the trucks has come out and we're heading up, help them out. and Then we'll continue plowing until the storm's finished. As skiers, we've loved the big snows this season. But for the Cottonwoods plow team, it has been a hard winter. Yeah, we, uh, um, these guys have been uh, um, pretty much going nonstop since Christmas. Um, plowing the roads, keeping them, keeping them safe, uh, making sure we get the skiers up and back down. Um, well, some of the risks we face is the volume of traffic, trying to work around traffic. Um, avalanches, bank sloughs, um, when it's snowing really heavy and the wind's blowing, um, trying to keep the road from totally icing up. Um, I mean, these big trucks will slide just as easy as uh, the cars will at times. You'll get snow that kind of comes up over the head plow and uh, Sometimes it makes it a little difficult to see, and so we're getting a little bit of snow that's coming up over now. You can just imagine what it is on a big powder day. It's even worse coming up over the plow. 
has been a quiet morning, but suddenly the radio comes alive with a rock coming down on the roadway. Hey, Rat, you there? Good. Hey, uh, I guess getting reports of a rock down towards the mouth, either a large rock or ice. About mile marker five. Okay, ten four. Just like backcountry skiers, the UDOT teams are cautious about snow slides. This has been a particularly challenging winter for the crews in both big and little Cottonwood Canyons. So, yeah, we work really close with the UDOT Avalanche crew. Um, I'm right there with them. And also, I'm trying to move my plows in between um, them doing shots so that we can be ready to open the road. As soon as they're done with their avalanche mitigation, then usually we're able to do the road. And yeah, we work, We have to work very close with them. Um, I gotta make sure my plows are not where they're shooting. So yeah, it's a bit of a challenge. So when we get avalanches that are regardless, either come down naturally or been shot down, um, what we have to do, depending on the depth of them, uh, we usually have to bring in heavy equipment, um, grader, blower, um, sometimes we have to bring a big old bulldozer in to cut it down to where we can run the blower through it. So yeah, I mean it takes it takes time to do it. It's not just an instant, whoa, one pass through and it's cleaned up. It usually takes, depending on the slide, usually an hour to four hours to get through slides. If the avalanche team doesn't feel it is safe for the equipment or the trucks, then we don't we're not on the road either. Despite having to report to the plow shed at 4 a.m. each morning, there's a lot of passion on the part of the UDOT Cottonwood plow team drivers. It's a tough job, but they enjoy it. So what, what the, the nice thing about this is it shows that you, you've made a difference. You can see that you've made a difference. It's, you know, you can you get a road that's covered in snow and then you come back down and you got you know, almost black roads and you know you've made a difference because then the the traffic can get up safely or get home safely. We definitely get a lot of uh, people that um, are very grateful for what we do and give a lot of gratitude. It's actually really nice. It goes a long ways with the guys. Sean, thanks for the ride up Big Cottonwood. Next time you see a plow crew, give them a thumbs up or go to u.cottonwoods on social media to thank them for keeping the canyons open for us all winter long. Thanks to Sean Wright for the ride up Big Cottonwood. We'll be right back to wrap things up with Jake Brown down at the UDOT Cottonwoods Plow Shed in the Valley. 
But first, I want to tell you about a great spot that I've discovered. This season, I've been spending a lot of time at Canyons Village at Park City Mountain. The village at Canyons is becoming quite the hot spot in town, perfectly situated for a ski vacation to America's largest ski resort. Tucked away at the base of the Sunrise Lift is the Hyatt-centric Park City, a true ski-in, ski-out resort that allows you to quickly access the thousands of acres of lift-served terrain at Park City Mountain. The Hyatt-centric offers one- to four-bedroom residential-style units featuring full-size living, dining, and kitchen areas, plus washer, dryer, and scenic outside decks. You'll also find a full-service restaurant and bar as well as outdoor heated pool and jacuzzi, a great place to soak after a day of powder runs off 99.90. If you're planning a ski holiday to Park City this winter, check out the Hyatt-centric Park City. You can book at Hyatt.com. Wow, that was an amazing experience. I hope you enjoyed that little trip up the Cottonwoods with Sean Wright. A great, great experience to get up there. Lots of snow up there. Jake, thanks for sticking around to finish this up. I, I, I want to talk to you as we, we close out about ways that skiers and snowboarders can help you. You talked a little bit about this in the first section, but what are some of the things that skiers can do when they're getting ready to head up to the Cottonwoods? How can they be prepared? What things should they avoid? How can they give you guys some space? Just walk us through some of the key points to make Make it a little bit easier for your crew. Okay, the key points that I would really like to touch on today is make sure you have good tires. Make sure you have MS or three-peak tires. Make sure you're good to go with your all-wheel drive system. If you have a two-wheel drive vehicle, that's all right. Make sure you have your traction devices, your chains, your socks, whatever you have as your traction device. Make sure you have that. Make sure you're prepared to drive in winter conditions. I would say that first of all. Let's talk a little bit about tires. So I know this is always a challenge and a lot of people think, oh, I'm fine. I've got four-wheel drive. But really, the tire is the most important thing, right? It is. You can have four-wheel drive and not go anywhere. Four-wheel drive doesn't mean anything. Tire and ice don't mix. I mean, so you got to have a good tire. So a three-peak tire or an MS tire, you'll see that on there. And we want to make sure you have good tires. And you could go to our website, Cottonwood Canyons. Gov and uh, make sure that you look on there. That will tell you all the requirements you need for your tire. And usually people don't know they have bad tires till they do. So usually when you stop sli- when you're sliding or you're you're not going anywhere, you've got out and you're like, wow, I have bald tires. And you don't realize it till you actually do that. So we encourage people to get out, look at your tires, see if they're good, check for an MS or a three peak, and be ready to go. My experience and Sean's experience up in the canyon is a shovel can get you out of a lot of trouble. So if you find yourself stuck or things, a little shovel under the snow, shovel some snow away from your tires and you can be back up and on the road. The next thing is just just be prepared with traffic, what you're going to face. A lot of people don't know what they're going to face when they come up to Cottonwoods. So you can get on our Instagram account, Twitter, different things. We will show you pictures of what the road looks like. If you don't feel comfortable driving those winter conditions, let UTA do the driving for you. Take the bus and, and reduce the amount of vehicles in the canyon. So we encourage that. So we want people to understand if you don't feel comfortable driving in a snowstorm, you don't feel comfortable driving on icy roads, then let UTA do that for you. And park at a park and ride and come up and enjoy the canyons. We want you to come up, but we want you to do it safely. For those who are listening, if you want to go to the Ski Utah website, skiutah.com, we're going to have links with the podcast to many of these resources with you, Dot. We're also going to have links to the social media channels, uh, particularly the Twitter feed, where you can get the latest updates on what's going on in the canyon. For somebody who's flying into Salt Lake City to the new Salt Lake City International Airport and renting a car, I know UDOT has done some work with car rental agencies to try to get more MS or uh, snowflake tires. 
on those rental cars. Can you give us a little bit of insight on, on what folks can expect there? And, and also, can they go to the desk and say, listen, I really need to have a, a car that's properly equipped? Yeah, on our website, we have that have partnered with us, and you can look and, and, and look for that. And, and ask for a Cottonwood Canyons certified car, and there'll be a sticker in the corner that will let you up there. That means that that vehicle has all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, and it has the proper tires at the proper tread depth. So you can go up there and not worry about getting turned around or, or not making it because that vehicle will make it up there. So we've worked tirelessly with rental companies to get this to get there, and we've had great partnerships in that. So we've tried really hard to let people different ways because rental cars were a problem for a while and we're getting better cars in the canyon every year. Yeah, it's 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 something, folks, that I, I don't think we can stress enough. If you're a local, too, you can go to a variety of different tire companies and, and repair dealerships in town to actually get that sticker and have your tires certified so that you know that what you've got on your vehicle is appropriate for going up the Cottonwoods. Yeah, yeah, free of charge. And then that sticker in your in that corner of your windshield also tells the police that you've already been checked. So they're not going to stop you and check your tires. They're going to see your sticker and wave you on. And so that's that's important and keeping the congestion down at the mouth also. So by doing that, you're you're taking care of two problems. You're getting you're getting proper tires and you're doing your part to help help the congestion in the canyon and reduce slide offs and and backups. But then you're also when UPD is checking for traction devices and they see that sticker, they wave you on. They're not worried about you and they'll go on to the next person that doesn't have a sticker. One last point that I want to to bring up is giving the plows a little bit of space. I'm sure that you know your your team's going up there, and there's some skiers behind you who are just really itching to get up and get that first lift. But it's pretty important that we as skiers and riders coming up the Cottonwoods or coming up I-80 to Park City over Parley's that we give your team a lot of space. Yes, yeah, so we had a problem with this the last storm. Some of the Cotwin Canyons crew, we get people driving so close to us that the salt oil actually comes up on their windshield. It doesn't even hit the road because they're driving that close to the plow. The plow can encounter a slippery roads and actually get stuck and have to maybe back up to get more traction to keep going again. Definitely give the plow at least three or four car spaces ahead of you. They're not going to obey the same traffic laws you are going to. They may plow a little farther to the left, may plow to the right. They may push snow in a different direction than what you expect. And if they're in front of you, they're in front of you for a reason. They're not there to make you get late. And none of them ski. So don't worry. They're not going to get first chair. It's all right. You can let them go ahead and get your vehicle there in a timely manner and don't slide off the road because then you won't get first chair. You may not even get last chair if you get stuck good enough. So just understand that our guys don't ski and they're not going to get first chair. So just make sure that you give them plenty of room, let them do their job because that's their goal is to keep the road going so you can, you can get up there, but also you can go home. Well, the thing is too, you're following a plow. You're going to get about as clean a road as you're going to get that morning. Yes, sir. Jake, really thank you for taking some time today. We're going to wrap it up with our segment of Fresh Tracks. Just a couple of questions. We've actually covered most of these already, but just some, some quick questions for you. What's the biggest piece of equipment that you've ever worked with? Blower. We have a Kodiak blower up in Little Cottonwood Canyon, and it's about the head on it is about six feet tall. And it will go through some pretty big avalanches and, and cut through some snow and really throw some snow a long way. And if you were standing next to it and you got hit by the full length of that snow, you wouldn't be standing. 
you'd be buried. So we have some pretty big equipment and we have graders and we use dozers and, and snowcats to clear slides as they come down on the road. So we use some pretty big equipment to keep, keep the road open. So if you get one of those 62 avalanche paths to slide in little cottonwood, you call in the blower? Yeah, the blower, the grader, and sometimes we have to have a dozer dropped off and we bring the snowcats down. And we try really hard because with those avalanches, they bring down a lot of full trees. We've had trees with full root balls. It was amazing the amount of debris that, that buried my truck and buried myself in Bree. Amazing. I mean, there were sticks everywhere, trees everywhere in that pile. You don't see it because it's all in snow, but once it melts, it was quite the lumber pile. Yeah, I, get, I can imagine. Biggest storm that you can remember in your time here? Biggest storm. I think the biggest storm was probably the one that we got buried with the avalanche two years ago. It had snowed almost a foot in the valley and it kept snowing and snowing in the canyons. And I think we had almost 15 to 18 avalanches on the road. And some of those were 15 to 30 feet deep and some 50 yards wide, if not longer. So it was a massive cleanup effort and things that we were dealing with. So that's probably one of the biggest storms I've dealt with, but we've had some big winters, but we were able to keep going. But as far as sticking out slidewise and avalanches and, and working hard, it was that winter. Finally, Jake, we've talked about a number of different ways that skiers and riders can help you, but if you wanna give one single most important piece of advice to somebody heading up the Cottonwoods, what would it be? Go slow. Go slow. Go slow. You're going to get there. It's a single file line. Go slow. Be safe because that's what you want to do. You don't want to wreck your car. You don't want to have a bad experience. You want to make it up to the mountain, but then we want you to make it home. So just go the speed that you need to. Go so you're comfortable. Have a properly equipped car and come enjoy the Cottonwoods. Folks, if you're listening, tip your hat and give a give a wave to the plow drivers when you're up in the Cottonwoods. They're doing a great job out there. Jake, thank you so much for sticking around and talking a little bit and for getting me out with Sean for that ride up the Cottonwoods. So thanks very much for being here. No problem. Anytime. A big thanks to both Jake Brown and also Sean Wright from the UDOT Cottonwoods team for welcoming Last Chair into their world. I feel all of us here in Utah this season have grown to be even more appreciative of what this team does to help us get to the resorts. Let's share a little respect when you're up in the Cottonwoods. If you see a plow truck, give it some space. Let them lead the way. At over 35 tons, they're bigger than you. And the only reason they're out there is to clear a path. You can follow the plow scene in both Big and Little Cottonwoods at UDOT Cottonwoods. Fun channels to follow. Before we go, I want to tell you about a secret gem here in Utah, Powder Mountain. Known as one of the most uncrowded resorts in the state, Powder Mountain will continue to limit the number of tickets sold daily to ensure a genuine uncrowded experience on the mountain. New this winter season, Powder Mountain will be offering breakfast and opera at Bower Lodge, conveniently located at the bottom of Powder Mountain Road, just four miles from the resort base. The breakfast offering will range from grab-and-go items to delicious, freshly made breakfast sandwiches and burritos. Also, Daily Rise Coffee Roasters will offer a plethora of delicious drinks and will be open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Operated Bower Lodge will be offering an elevated food experience, cocktails, and live music Thursday to Sunday. And if you want a little diversity from skiing, the Powder Mountain Adventure Center will be offering guided snowmobile tours for guests who need a rest day or just maybe not into skiing or snowboarding. Check out more about Pow Mau at powdermountain.com. That's powdermountain.com. 
The Ski Utah Last Chair podcast is brought to you by High West Distillery. Follow our whiskey adventure on all social media platforms at Drink High West. And remember, sip responsibly. High West Whiskey, 46% alcohol by volume. High West Distillery in Park City, Utah. We have a great season going with Last Chair. Did you catch the diversity discussion in February with National Brotherhood of Skiers President Henry Rivers? And were you able to join Dr. Mackenzie Skiles and I as we went deep in a 10-foot snow pit? Check it all out in the back episodes. If you like the podcast, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. And make sure to subscribe to get every episode of Last Chair delivered direct to you. Thanks for joining us on Last Chair. To close it out, again, let's welcome our friends Pixie and the Partygrass Boys. And one last reminder, give those UDOT snowplows some space this winter. We'll be safer and we'll get to the resorts quicker. I'm Tom Kelly for Last Chair, presented by High West. Have fun. It is a great day to ski. Oh!